Hey everybody, Dave Kurt, broker of record with Lake City Realty, coming at you with another episode of Selling the Rock, Sudbury's real estate podcast. So I've, today I've got Kelly on the mic. Hi guys, how are ya? Yeah, welcome to uh, a, a podcast. Is this your first Selling the Rock episode? I know you've done a few in the I'm, past as a stager, but this is your first one as a realtor, correct? I know, I know. I feel like I've been busy with other things, but I'm finally glad I'm able to sit with you and kind of chat about real estate and yeah. what's going on in the market in Sudbury. So Kelly joined a few months ago now, and since then, like, Lake City was like uh, so such a small little family from for so long, uh, um, and then Kelly joined, and shortly thereafter Jen joined, and Lake City's going to have some exciting news with even another new member joining for next week. So we'll share with that with you guys in the next update. But uh, but brr, it's freezing cold out there this morning. The fall market <laughs> definitely didn't last long in Sudbury, and with a deep freeze in full effect, it's not just the temperature that dropped this week. The listings and sales followed suit. Mm-hmm. From an economic standpoint, wow, it was an interesting week from the Bank of Canada's perspective. They kept the rates unchanged, which was fully expected. But it was the fact that they made it clear that rates were not going to be going up to at least 2023. And they're currently spending billions of dollars every week buying up bonds to artificially continue the low interest rates. I shared an Instagram story and I got a ton of reaction off it. But, but man, oh man, the head of the Bank of Canada actually said... It means, it, quote, it means that if you're a household considering making a major purchase, you can be confident that interest rates will be low for a long time, end quote. That's crazy. Wow. Like, it's like a lot of people are saying, like understanding that the rates are low and it's this, uh, like, are they like, are they going up in the future kind of thing? But I've never heard a Bank of Canada, the head of the Bank of Canada, make a, make a prediction that, like, expect these rates to be extremely low for the next three years. So. From a real estate market perspective, we saw listings drop like mercury in the thermometer this week, and we hit the lowest number we've seen since the first few weeks out of COVID. We had 40 new listings this week. That's it. That's crazy, too. (laughs) 41 sales with 24 conditional pending deals currently in the marketplace right now and 20 multiple offers. But my five takeaways that I want to chat with you, Kels, today are... It feels like an episode of Game of Thrones where the Starks have been forecasting winter is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Then the winter finally takes over. The frost covers the ground and cars, uh, you have to go start the cars in advance this morning and maybe get that auto car starter going. But the deep freeze is here. The winter market definitely showed up this week with new listings down over 30% from our average. And like it's the lowest weekly number we've hit since April. This is where the seasonality that we've talked about in the, in the past few weeks is fully expected to take shape. One of the biggest reasons we could see a natural slowdown to the marketplace, which I think is a good thing. But what's your thoughts on the overall new listings this week that you've seen? I definitely think from when I first started, um, like may, maybe two months ago now, it, it was so busy where we would have tons of offers, like multiple offers. I've seen one with 24 offers when uh, on one of our listings or when we were, uh, when with I was one of your buyers. with one of my buyers. But um, now we're seeing maybe a couple offers, um, not as definitely not as many. And um, I don't know if people were getting into the colder weather. I don't know if people are really wanting to to be moving around Christmas time, and and it's getting there. Well, it's a, it's an important. It's a, it's interesting you mentioned Christmas Christmas time because I think that there's a lot of buyers that specifically will want to be in a home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So like that's kind of on their mind, and they're like, "Can I get settled into home before Christmas?" Because that's a like that's an awesome feeling. Yes, you know, to get a, get a tree up and kind of you know be spend your first Christmas in the house. So I think we will continue to see a little bit of a push 
as we get ready, as we approach that season. But man, oh man, it it kind of sucks to move in the winter. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I'm a landlord and even having like tenants, like I know that, that my toughest months ever for vacancies are like right in the winter months because even from a tenant perspective, from a, like an owner perspective, not a lot of people want to be out there moving furniture and moving in and out of a house with the, the cold frost there. So uh, definitely an interesting point to, to bring up. My second takeaway is with new listings hitting their low, sales mirrored the new listings this week, almost identical with 41 this week. With the announcement from the Bank of Canada, where he came out and he said rates are going to continue to be low for the next three plus years, the buyers who shopping will still have the ability to scoop up these cheap mortgages in the foreseeable future. The slowdown in sales this week was the lowest that we've seen since the holiday-focused May 2-4 weekend, where no one's minds on buying mm-hmm. real estate that weekend. Everyone's opening up their camps, and hopefully your camps are already closed down for the year. But what do you think? Like, are you seen as active in the sales front? Like, I know you just commented that it was a lot active, more active on the sales when you started two months ago. But like, what are you seeing from your with your buyers this week? Like, how do, how did you find the week? Well, I, again, um, sometimes realtors put in um, on their listing, they want to accept offers at a certain time and a date. Um, are they getting those people wanting to offer those homes? Like how many offers are you going to be getting? Are you going to get one? Are you going to get two? You might not even get any. And that's what we're seeing. I feel like you never know what you're going to get. Um, we just uh, we had one offer on our house on a on a listing on Sixth Ave, and we we didn't know if we were going to get lots or one or but we ended up getting one at least. But I would have rather I would have wanted more for my client, obviously. Yeah, and it's like like I think that like there there is some listings that hold that strategy of underpricing, and we'll talk about that in some of my other uh, like in my next points. But like with with our team, we 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 always preach that we we prefer to take that mm-hmm. mentality of let's let's aim for top dollar and see if we can get it right. So, yes. Um, Takeaway three for the week is although the multiple offers were on percentage, uh, were up from uh, on a percentage base from last week, with like last week was 30% of the deals were multiple offers, which was an all time low. But this week we're back to around that 50, which is kind of average between 40 and 60 is what we've seen uh, in the marketplace uh, post COVID. But the frustrating part is there's two teams specifically that were responsible for almost 20% of those uh, massive bidding wars this week. And I'm not going to name names or anything like that, but uh, we know that when when some of these teams like come out with their listings and the, we, if we have a buyer that calls and they're super excited to get in to see it, like we know that it's an artificial price. And like again, they're talking that maybe the strategy definitely worked out for them on one of the places because it ended up with 60000 plus over the list price. And what's important there is list price, not market value, but list price. But uh, like ultimately probably, you know, where like where we would have priced the thing uh, on our listing from our team perspective was about, it, it was maybe $50,000 underpriced. So... It's very frustrating to be a buyer in this situation too, because you look at that list price and you're really holding on to it, and it's hard to look past that because um, you see that and you think, oh, that's what it's worth, and it's hard for to it's our job as a realtor to explain to them, you know what they underpriced it, and here are our comparables that we where we're getting the price from. There's always that conversation with a with a buyer that says like this is what the price is, but this is what we would have listed the price at, right? So and sometimes that's higher, sometimes that's lower. Like it depends, and it's ultimately it's going to be up to the buyer to pay what they feel comfortable yes. paying but it is it's so easy to be influenced and swayed by the sticker price mm-hmm. right um that i think because the market's been so active it's been at the point where like a lot of buyers are understanding that but it's also like again you said you, you hit the nail on the head where it is transitioning away from that and if the market continues to slow down a little bit like there is times where people are expecting those multiple offers and they don't get them 
And if you're underpricing your home, you want to get top dollar for your client if you're listing their place. And you, you might run into an error where you don't get them what they want. If the marketplace isn't there, if the buyers aren't there to jump on it, then, you know, potentially you're missing out on some opportunity there. So an interesting note to take, that's for sure. Uh, point four for the week is the winter is one of the best times to find a deal on a home. We talk, we talk about like, I, I look at uh, historical trends and stats and like I've mentioned it before, but, uh, January 15th, I believe is the cheapest day of the year to buy a house and May 15th is the most expensive day of year to buy a house. But just because it's getting cold, it doesn't mean that you're going to start finding the deals. For this to happen, for those deals to happen, we need to, the full the winter to be a full swing in the market and we need to find the sellers that are getting desperate. I don't just expect because the fall market ended abruptly and uh, th th we're going to find a ton of deals on the, on the marketplace in the early winter market. Deals work off of motivation and every seller is unique in their situation. But we know that if a seller's listed throughout, the, throughout December, through the Christmas holidays and they're having showings and their places on the market still, we know that come early January, they're asking the realtors, where's the offer? Their motivation, their desperation is getting high. So just because we are in a winter market, don't expect to find those deals right now. Again, deals come with motivation and motivation comes with a seller getting frustrated about the process of being on the market. What are your thoughts with Christmas coming? Would you suggest for people to put their listing on hold if and then wait and reopen um, that in the spring? Every situation is unique to the seller. But definitely, if mm -hmm. I'm like, if I've got a family and kids and, you know, like, sure, the places can look nice when they're decorated for Christmas and stuff like that. But like, unless I have a house that I'm going to, like, I'm not testing the waters through the Christmas season. Yes. Like yeah. if I'm, if I'm just like out there being like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to be able to get the price I want for my house. I'm not going to be listed on December 24th and 5th. Yeah. Like, wait till the spring. If I've, if I've bought a house or if I'm, you know, if I'm a motivated seller, if I'm getting a transfer, if I'm, if I've, whatever that situation is for sure, mm -hmm. be listed during the Christmas season. And maybe again, maybe you can get top dollar because the buyers are excited about being in a place or maybe there's buyers that need to buy and those people are going to be jumping at the opportunities. There'll be a lot less listings to pick from mm -hmm. so your place can shine and compared to what, what like the, the competition on the marketplace but in in general like to get that call and say oh uh, i understand you've got family over for christmas but uh we need to show the house at 11 o'clock at <laughs> 1 30 and at 3 30 this afternoon that's not a fun thing no so. <laughs> um my last takeaway for the week is i see this going on so much behind the scenes and i just had to chat about it a little bit um it's there's so many great agents. We are 350 realtors in Sudbury, but like what I get really frustrated about is agents uh, altering their, their listing to pad their stats. And we see this, I, I saw this done three different times this week where a price reduction would hit the market. So a place gets, on our back end of the system, we can see when a, a price is adjusted or maybe there was a reduction taken in place. But the fact that there's a price reduction and a conditional offer that that goes in that same day and who knows even which one for came first that's frustrating where like their agents love to be able to say oh sold at 100 percent of list price or sold in two weeks or sold um you know at uh in a bidding war or whatever they're, they're whatever they're communicating or sold you know 110 percent of list price or whatever that is but if you're if the place was priced twenty thousand dollars higher you reduce the, the price by twenty thousand and then you sell at full price it's not really full price mm -hmm. like that this is one of my frustrations, and I and I, and I actually was wondering when I was uh, sitting there, like when I see this continue to happen, does it matter to consumers? Does it matter to the buyers that are out there? Like it looks good on Facebook when you come across a post and it says, "Oh, sold at one hundred and ten percent of list price" or whatever that you're, you're marketing, even if the realtors are, you know, uh, 
are playing with the statistics behind the scenes. But what do you think? Do you think the consumers actually pay attention to that? Do you think that they're they're noticing that sold in 24 hours or sold in over list price or like are consumers caring about that? Um, I I think. If it's their house, I think they're caring for it, obviously. But um, in at the end of the day, no, I feel like they. I, I don't think it's a big uh, something that people are going to be really into, honestly. It actually, I think, almost works out against us because what? Like, I don't think it works on the individual listings. Maybe that. Maybe some of the public is noticing that you know all of this, like all of the listings uh, with this team or this office are, are selling over list price. But I think in general, they just feel a sense of the marketplace being super active. Even if like it, it, it has been active, but it's also taken a step back in the last few weeks. And if the if the buyers that are out there, the, the the sellers that are out there, think that have a misconception about that marketplace, I think that's a bad thing because of what they're seeing on a, on a on a on a market level, right? The other part of this that really frustrates me is. I've been somebody that's been super involved with volunteer or organized re- real estate. Uh, you know, I've, I've been past president of our local board. I've been involved with the Ontario Real Estate Association on the board of directors there. And I, like, I to a fault will play by the rules. You cannot, as a seller, as an agent, advertise from a buyer or seller uh, any details about that specific sale price, whether it was percentage of list price, whether it was tw- an, a dollar value over listing price or, or full price, was you can't advertise timelines, it was sold in one week. You can't advertise any specific details unless you have seller's and buyer's permission. And a lot of people will even try to loop that into an offer. It can't be with an offer. It has to be a separate form that gets filled out. And I see it happen all over the place in our marketplace. And I know that 99% of the time, they don't have that form signed. Mm-hmm. Because we actually will try to get that form signed from time to time. And, uh, you know, if we're really proud of a, a, a listing and we want to get a little bit of promotion with it, we'll, we'll ask the sellers, are they comfortable with it? But what buyer in the right mind wants to say, yeah, go ahead and tell the whole Facebook world that I paid $30,000 mm-hmm. over that or the asking price on that home. You know, so it's very seldom to that that, sell, that buyer agree to advertise, they agree for the, the, the listing agent or the buyer agent to be able to advertise that. And that's just one of my extreme pet peeves. It's... It's out there that we sh- we need to be acting ethically, and and ultimately, it w- it's us policing ourselves. So, like the Real Estate Council of Ontario, RICO is the one that would be ultimately monitoring this. And not, there not, is fines as well for it, those. It's a it's a pretty standard. It's like a five thousand dollar fine if people are complaining about it. Um, and it's almost like like the buyers might be like, why are they advertising that I paid over list price or something like that? That's when you would almost see it happen, but. From a time to time, from an, uh, a, a situation to a situation basis, it just doesn't happen. And it, and it frustrates me because I feel like I'm playing by the rules and nobody else is. So that's just a little bit of uh, my uh, tangent on uh, my frustration that I see with with that. But but ultimately, guys, like I'm, I'm interested to hear from you. And if you guys are listening to this podcast, maybe tell me as a, as a consumer that's out there, is it important when you're looking at you and you're seeing specific teams or specific brokerages or specific agents that are selling everything over list price or whatever that 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 mindset is it would be interesting to hear what your guys thoughts are on that um but just in to wrap up man we've got halloween coming up tomorrow yes very exciting yeah it's uh i know it's going to be a different halloween for a lot of people and you know me a lot of people are staying to their social circle or their their bubble uh to just stick to a few houses 
But I kind of feel like Halloween is typically the unofficial start to ha- to, to, to winter. Mm-hmm. Like I remember last year, there was tons out, of snow. We were, I was out <laughs> with my baby, pushing him in the in the the stroller, and we were caught in the middle of a blizzard. Like literally, from when we left the house, and twenty minutes <laughs> later, we were in the middle of a blizzard. I'm hoping it's not going to be a blizzard this year. But I feel like the like the the colder weather's been early this year. I know, too. I like, know. It's we've already had like we've already had snowmen in our in our front yard <laughs> with our house, but uh, our kids have been you know bundled up in snowsuits for a few days now but ultimately i think with the deep freeze uh, coming the bank of canada is still making every effort to support the housing market and rates continue to be historical lows i think the buyers are going to continue to shop through the winter months and you might even see some of these buyers that were super frustrated with the spring and summer marketplace and like bidding wars left right and center yes. some of these people might actually come out of hibernation now and, and start be ready to start putting an offer in and hopefully be the only one. Yeah, because like the, the, they'll say, I was waiting for that market to slow down. We've seen it slow down over the last few weeks. And I think that that's what, you know, we might start to see happen as a kind of one true. of my, a little bit of a predictions there. So very true. Hopefully you guys are uh, having a, a safe and, uh, and productive time with what you and your family. And I'm wishing you the spookiest happy Halloween. And we'll check you next week, guys. Bye, guys.